The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit ConflictHealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Well, Lloyd, our show is about love, discovering the path to lasting love. And I've been reading this wonderful book. It's called For Better, For Worse, Forever, Discover the Path to Lasting Love by Beatty Cohan and her husband, Elliot Cohan. And they are both therapists. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Beatty is a nationally recognized psychotherapist sex therapist and author of, as I told you, For Better, For Worse, Forever, Discovering the Path to Lasting Love. She is a columnist and she is a TV expert guest and host of Ask the Ask Betty Show herself, and that's on Progressive Radio Network. She's appeared on over a thousand local and national radio and TV shows, and she's been practicing as a uh, psychotherapist and sex therapy for over 35 years and she's earned her master's of social work from McGill University in Montreal, Canada. She's a Canadian and she has done postgraduate specialization in marriage and family therapy and sexual dysfunction and she has a private practice in New York City and East Hampton, New York. So we're thrilled to have her. You can find out more about her at conflicthealing.com but also at her her website at Beatty Cohan, that's B-E-A-T-T-Y-C-O-H-A-N.com. Beatty, thank you for joining us this morning. It's a pleasure to be with you, Mari. Yes. So, you know, we're sitting here on the campus of the University of California. A lot of people fall in love on the campus and they just dive right in. But this book, which is what I really love, I think uh, the students would love it, but anybody would love it, is, you know, how to really make sure you're choosing the right person for you to really know, instead of going in with your blinders on, really to ask really good questions of yourself and good questions of your potential mate. And then, of course, even if you're, you know, in a long-term relationship, you give some great hints too. So I really enjoy this. Tell me, why is it that you wrote this book with your husband? Well, it was really, really interesting. I was sitting in my office, in my private practice in Providence, Rhode Island, and my office was just a couple of streets away from Brown University, and I was treating the brightest and the best, and what was really clear to me is that uh, the majority of people uh, really did not know much about uh, not only how to assess who's right for you before you commit to any serious relationship, but they also were not really clear about even the ingredients that go into 
uh, a successful long-term relationship. So what I did at the time is that I did research with 450 people in the Providence, Boston, and Connecticut areas, and we came up with a 10-step fail-safe formula that actually works because people who know me know that I'm very bottom line. I have really no patience with just a lot of intellectual psychobabble. So we came up with this formula that teaches people how to really assess who's right for you and who's wrong for you before committing to any serious relationship. And the formula has been used by thousands and thousands of people around the world. And the thing that is so terrific about this is that it really does, it educates you, it empowers you. And and more importantly, it keeps us all really, really safe because what we found is that when you think about assessing, I think most people spend uh, an enormous amount of time assessing what cell phone they're going to buy and for women what moisturizers and lipsticks or what real estate we're going to purchase. But we don't think about, typically, we do not think about the importance of assessment. Right. And, you know, before we decided to do the research, um, you know, I'm a really spontaneous type of positive person. And before we did the research, before we did the book, I would meet somebody, Mari, and I would say, oh, I met this really terrific woman or this really terrific man. I would never, ever, ever make that kind of a statement today. And, you know, when I'm giving talks around the country, I'll say to people, well, what would I say? Well, what I would say is, is that I have met somebody who appears to be (laughs) terrific and wonderful and trustworthy and respectful. And what was so interesting, too, about the, the research is that we found that it takes close to a year, not 90 days, not a couple of weeks, not a couple of months, to really find out who somebody is and is not. And you cannot fast forward the process, unfortunately, unless it's really, really clear uh, by by reading the book, by understanding what ingredients go into a successful relationship that you really do need to exit and extricate the relationship uh, as soon as possible. So you're playing out the points of a match, and I'm a former Canadian junior number 10 tennis player, so that I'm used to playing out the points of the match and knowing that this is, this is a process that you really cannot fast forward. You have to take the time, you have to have your eyes wide open, you have to have your ears really willing to look, to listen, and to take in all of the things that you need to know about how to go about doing a really accurate assessment. It's kind of like having me in your in your purse or in your wallet doing a really serious diagnostic assessment. And, uh, I mean, you don't want to put your, your partner on trial. Right, right. But, uh, I mean, that would really be a turnoff, and yet there are many, many different areas, the same kinds of things that I need to find out about a patient uh, who is you know, coming to me for treatment. It's the exact same kinds of things that you and all of us right. need to find out about who this partner is at, or is not. 
Right. We don't want to walk in blind. It's like you were saying, you know, you don't go in and just, well, I don't go in and just buy a car just because it looks pretty on the outside. I want to read, you know, consumer reports. (laughs) I want to know a lot about the safety. I want to know how much it's going to cost me to get it fixed. I'm going to know all that. And then we, for some people, they don't even spend any time. They fall in love. They fall in sex. They, you know, they fall in lust. And that's it. They go in with their blinders on. So I think this is really important because, you know, I know you talk about some of the statistics. Why don't you share some of the statistics of divorce? Well, the divorce rate for first marriages is 48%. The divorce rate for second marriages is 63%. And the divorce rate for third marriages is is. 72%. So the reality is, is that people are not learning anything. In fact, I'll tell you a cute story on one of my call-in counseling radio talk shows. I had a man call me and he said, Beatty, I've been married three times. I married a blonde. I married a brunette and a redhead. (laughs) And when I was talking with him about all of this, Mari, it's like, really, he should have stayed with the same woman because the dynamics of the relationship were identical. The only thing he changed was uh, the women had, you know, different color hair. Right. <laughs> that, that was that was it. That was it. And, you know, the other thing, too, that people really need to understand, and I understand, too, that this is not sexy. This is not romantic, you know, what I'm talking about. But that the reality is, is that each of us needs to be in a good place ourselves. emotionally and psychologically and psychiatrically. So we have a personal responsibility to ourselves to, to work out our issues because I think if we're looking for the prince on the horse or the princess, you know, the damsel walking down, you know, Fifth Avenue or, or Rodeo Drive to, to rescue us, uh, we're, we're putting ourselves, in a very, very vulnerable position. And I think that there's a lot of hope and a lot of fantasy and a lot of wishing that somebody is going to save us. But typically, that does not work at all. And I used to uh, say to my daughter all the time that the relationship, at least the way I see it, it needs to be the icing on the cake. We need to be the cake. We need to have a really, really strong foundation and if we need to get help, whether it's about dealing with our own family of, of, of origin issues or improve our communication and problem-solving skills, this is something that we need to do so that we are really okay. And then there's a learning curve. We need to learn the ingredients that go into a successful relationship. And I, you know, I joke all the time, if it's a question of Good Morning America booking Kim Kardashian to talk about love or, <laughs> or booking me, they're probably going to book her. <laughs> right, know? I guess it's too crazy. They that, want something crazy. <laughs> well, you see, look at the role models. I mean, yeah. when you look around in yep. today's society, certainly in the media. I mean, who are our, our role models? I mean, you, right. in fact, on my radio show on Monday, I was talking about, you know, Trump and, 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 and his wife. I mean, here you have a perfect example of, of her being in a really emotionally abusive relationship. Oh, yeah. I mean, where she is humiliated and disrespected over and over and over again. And for her own reasons, you know, whether it's the money or who knows what it is, maybe it's a prenup that she needs to stay in the marriage for X number of years. 
I mean, here you have somebody who's busy, you know, defending her husband, blaming women. I mean, clearly somebody, you know, and I, I you know, I've, I've talked about this a lot, you know, needs a lot of help because ultimately women who are in abusive relationships and, and, and men as well, I mean, eventually they're going to self-destruct in, right. in, in, in one way or another. So the Melania Trumps and the Hillary Clintons and the Kim Kardashians are not the kind of role models that we need when it comes to helping people to learn about uh, successful relationship dynamics. And, you know, it's really sad because where do we learn relationships, right? We, we don't really learn that. A lot of our family of origins were not, they weren't perfect. They didn't know how to, right. you know, they didn't get the schooling. You know, it always seems to me so ridiculous that we don't have training even in school to talk about what's a healthy relationship, whether it's a man and a woman or whether it's just friends. You know, how do you have a positive relationship? You know, I've been doing divorce now. This is my 32nd year of doing divorce mediation as an attorney. And I see the same patterns over and over again, the blame, the guilt, the you know, right. the disrespect, all the things that, that you talk about. And um, you're absolutely right. You know, you have to, we each have to be healthy. And when we are healthier, we're going to attract healthier people in our lives. But you'll love this. This I, I'm sure you can use this. This is so cute. One time I had this cartoon and I've, I lost it when I moved my office, but it was the cutest cartoon. There were two owls sitting in a tree and one owl says to the other, you stink and I'm getting out of here. And then you see in the next picture, again, after a while, you know, after six months or eight months or whatever, again, that owl is saying, you stink and I get, you know, and I'm getting out of here. And this goes on for a period of several different relationships with this owl. Finally, the final picture, you see the little owl and he's standing side, he or she is standing sideways and there's a little turd hanging off her her or his little bottom and it says you take your shit with you wherever you go <laughs> absolutely it's absolutely true it is love true it, love it love it no it's 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 absolutely true and, and yet i would say that for the majority of people we do not typically want to do the work in fact when when patients call me for for appointments that's the first thing i ask are you serious are you really serious about doing some work. Yes. And if you're not, don't waste my time. Don't waste your right. time and money. And maybe at some point, you know, you are going to really want to uh, be introspective and work out your issues, even though we can't change history as best as possible so that you're going to be in a place where you're, you know, going to be able to live in the moment without having one foot in the past and right. one foot in the present. And, um, and, you know, you know that a lot the, of times they want to change their partner. Right. <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's the problem is that people don't change unless they want to change. And, you know, my clients and your patients will not change until they feel that they have to or they want to. And so it's, exactly. it's, it's really up to each of us to change. But I know even in myself, after I had a divorce after 18 years, and I've been with my husband now 29 years, because I learned, thank God, you know, I went into therapy, I had someone like you, you know, to help me to really look at my issues and to grow. And, you know, I think the, the whole point is, is for each of us to really make that decision, like we want to be the best that we can be. And then hopefully, 
that will help us to attract people who are healthier for us. And then if they use your book for better, for worse, forever, they can start to discover, you know, who they are and what they are, you know, what kind of relationship they want, and then ask the questions that you have in this book to help them identify. Let's talk about those 10 uh, areas that are really important to help you with assessment. Can we go over them? I, I have them right ab- here in your ab- book. Ab- 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 absolutely. Well, just like, you know, when somebody's coming in to see me for an initial consultation, I need to begin at the beginning, and that is to find out about a person's family background. Because the reality is, Mari, is that the acorn does not fall far from the tree. And what we see, we see abuse from one generation to the other. We see alcoholism and drug abuse from one generation to the other. So what you're wanting to do, again, you're not wanting to put the person on trial. But you may say something like, well, you know, when I was growing up, such and such happened or didn't happen in my family. And tell me about your family. Now, you're not going to, and I say this all the time, you're not going to discard the person because they were unlucky to have grown up in a dysfunctional family. But what you want to hear, these are the magic words. You want to hear something like this, you know, I grew up in a difficult family. My father was abusive. My mother was, you know, had had extramarital affairs. But I did not want to repeat history. I wanted to be different. So what I did, I went for therapy. I took relationship education courses. Uh, I've done a lot of work on myself because I did not want to repeat the dynamic right. in my own family of origin. And of course, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, what I've learned, it's not what you say, it's what you do. Right. So the words may be beautiful, but again, you're going to be playing this out. Right. So you're going to be, you know, you're going to uh, find out, you know, uh, within about a year uh, whether or not the person, in fact, uh, has really done the work so that they are not going to fall back into the early patterns of their uh, dysfunctional childhood. Right. You're going to see that, but not so quickly. Again, it's about playing out the points of the match. Yeah, you had another one, skeletons in the closet. And I'll never forget this one. I had a woman who uh, had fallen in love with this man. And this was a privacy issue that she came to me because what happened was this guy who was so charismatic, she didn't know much about his past, but he ended up stealing all of her money and, and really committing all sorts of fraud and then leaving her with nothing. And she came to me as an attorney, you know, to help her with the fraud issues. And then she found out that he actually went uh, after he did that. And she finally found him and confronted him. He jumped off the top of a building. So, I mean, this and then she found out later that all these things about him. So when you talk about number two in your book was skeletons in the closet, not a bad idea to do a background check on your sweetie, right? Absolutely, especially now that the majority of people are are meeting online. In fact, there is a Bravo series. I could not pull myself away from it. Uh, It's called Dirty John, and it is about a woman, uh, a very, very successful woman, and it's actually a a real-life story. And she met this 
extremely attractive and, 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 and sexy man. And she'd been married four times previously. She was lovely. She owned her own business. She had adult children. And uh, she didn't do any homework of, of any kind. And not to ruin the series for anybody who, you know, wants to tune in on Sunday nights on Bravo. But, uh, you know, she put herself in an incredibly dangerous position. I mean, she married him within two months. Uh, you know, she was in love. She was in lust. She's right. been lonely. Right. So, again, I think background checks are, are very, very important. And, you know, when I talk about skeletons in the closet, I talk about things like substance abuse of various different kinds. I mean, I have a patient who, you know, met somebody online and the first date, you know, he had a lot to drink and he said to her, well, I don't usually do this. So they went out, you know, several more times and, uh, you know, he was certainly an, is an alcoholic and mm. uh, actually, uh, you know, stole her medication. So that there are oh. many things that you have to be willing to really look at. So again, skeletons in the closet, substance abuse of various different kinds, physical abuse, sexual abuse, verbal abuse, mm. uh, you know, gambling, uh, untreated psychiatric problems. I mean, right. to be able to really get a sense of, is this somebody who is just, you know, having a bad day, or is this somebody whose moods that you have absolutely no idea from one day to another, you know, what to expect in terms of his moods, in terms of behavior. So it's very in-depth. Yes. But it's certainly, I mean, uh, you know, Nicole Brown Simpson, you know, who was murdered by OJ, uh, her sister Denise Brown, you know, has publicly said that had uh, Nicole known about my formula and had actually used it, that she'd probably be alive today because it just forces you to, to look at things as you're moving along in your relationship that we would tend not normally either to look at, know about, or even think about. Right. And there's so many people who ignore these things, even though they see them and their gut tells them, right? And, well, right. and, and their gut says, you know, be careful, but, you know, their heart says something else. And then their head says something like, oh, you know, he's he's educated and he makes good money and he drives a nice right. car and, you know, he has a, a, a great background, you know, in terms of on paper and but something is wrong, but, oh, you know, but then they discount it because they yeah. don't listen to their yeah. gut. So I think on top of all these great, great questions, you have to really ask yourself, is there something that's making me feel, you know, my intuition that's telling right. me? I think that's another another one I love that you have down here, which is skillful communication. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have to be in mediation with these people who who have never communicated Right. their feelings it's it turns into a blame game yeah you know i i had one last night that um i asked a question uh for both of them and neither of them gave me a straight answer and i said let's go back to this question i have to clarify tell me what you mean by this i don't mm -hmm. understand mm -hmm. you know and and um they only know how to ask for what they don't want but don't know how to ask for what they do want Right. And right. Um, so when you have skillful communication, that's like top number one, because even, you know, that's that's the most important thing is to be able to communicate with your loved one. Right. 
Yes, and 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 the full gamut of emotion. I mean, it's not just about where are we going to go for dinner or, right. or what do you want to have, you know, uh, for Christmas or for Hanukkah. Yeah, uh, it's really being able to you know communicate anger and pain and 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 disappointment and 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 love and the complete gamut. Of, of emotion. And, you know, when people ask me all the time, they'll say, okay, Beatty, what are the most important ingredients that actually make or break a relationship? Again, I'll say, look, you guys, this is not romantic, but it absolutely is emotional communication and problem solving. Yes, yes. And, and you, those you two can't go to communicate. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I have so many women, and I don't know why right now I have several women in these relationships that are that are going through a divorce. And these people have been married a long, long time. And the, the challenge for me is they've never, like one of them had husband served, uh, he had no idea, you know, she went out grocery shopping and had him served. <laughs> and, wow. you know, he was blindsided. Um, but it's because she was so afraid to say how she was feeling. For years, you know, and they were married 35 years. For years, she was unhappy. For years, she felt discounted and disrespected and never said, you know, when you talk to me like that, I just feel terrible. I'm so uncomfortable and never could even say that. And Uh so obviously, for years, she was unhappy and finally couldn't even say it herself, had to have him served. And so he finally, you know, just... It, it, this is the thing that just um, kind of drives me crazy is that people are not able to say how they're feeling like you're talking about. They're so afraid that if they say how they're feel feeling that the conflict will escalate and they won't know how to deal with it. Well, in certain situations, I mean, if you look at the domestic violence situations, I mean, three women yes. in this country are murdered every single day yes. by their so-called intimate partner. Yeah. So if you are in a very dicey, potentially, you know, destructive kind of a relationship, one has to be, yeah. you know, very, very careful, you know. But, you know, what I've found, too, is that I, you know, I see a lot of couples uh, and that people tend to wait way too long before asking for help. In fact, the theme song yes. of my Ask Beatty show in the Progressive Radio Network is the Beatles song, Help. You know, I need someone to, yeah. you know, to help me. <laughs> and and I keep trying to tell people all the time, this is a real strength if you realize that your life is kind of going around in circles or that you're on a roller coaster ride, that the very best thing that we can all do is is reach out and ask for good help. And of course, all help is, 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 is not the same. So you have to really do a very good assessment also right. uh, in choosing a therapist. But um, I find that with couples, uh, people typically tend to wait way too long. I mean, the problem started to surface maybe in year two or three after the children uh, arrived. And yet, uh, you know, as you say, people look the other way and, uh, they make a lot of excuses. Even they're embarrassed to and get help. Embarrassed. Yeah, Ex- exactly. But it's a good thing. And when people, when people are serious, and when they're motivated, and when they're still committed to trying to uh, preserve the relationship, uh, amazing things can happen. Wonderful right. things can happen to really turn relationships around. 
uh, if people are, are, are motivated and if they're willing to do the work. Yeah, and they need the right tools. I think so many of us have parents that didn't teach us really what we needed to know. And I think even for myself, I've learned the tools over the years and I uh-huh. use those tools. It's like, you know, my husband's a general contractor. Without the right tools, he can't build the house. Without exactly. the right tools for a relationship, I can't build a loving relationship. And so that's so important is that we have tools and we're almost out of time. So I want to say that this is a great tool for people to assess how they're going to get into a relationship if the person is really going to be healthy for them so that they can build a lasting relationship. And it's also great for people who are already in a relationship to kind of look at, you know, how are they going to have this relationship last? How can they discover the path that you're talking about? So this book, For Better, For Worse, Forever, Discover the Path to Lasting Relationship by B.D. Cohan and Elliot Cohan. And so if you would just give your website, it's going to be time to go. That was so fast. It was wonderful talking with you. My website is bdcohan.com, and that's B-E-A-T-T-Y-C-O-H-A-N.com. Right. Well, we hope that uh, we can have you back again, and we can't wait till your next book comes out. So you take care and have a wonderful year, okay? You as well. Wonderful speaking with you, Mari. Okay. Take care. Thank you so much. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM and Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. 